This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Turn with me to the book of Psalm, chapter 84. Psalm 84, go to verse 1. Have you had a good Sunday today? Are you feeling good? All right. We're pumped to to have you here tonight. And um, we've had a terrific Sunday. All kinds of amazing preachers. Can we thank God for Peter DelVal, Nate Doomlau, Sarah Takel Tackle over here, the Australian. And... Um, I just got back from Dallas, Texas. Anybody from Dallas in the house? I was at Bailey's old church this morning, C3 Church, one of the great churches in the world. And everybody that I talked to at Dallas, uh, Texas said, do you know Bailey? Do you know Bailey? And I felt like I know a superstar. I said, yeah, I know Bailey Bomb. And, um, but I was pumped to get back and I was really excited uh, for tonight's service. Tonight is a unique, very special service where in just a moment we're going to uh, worship God and lift up praises. And anybody thankful that no matter where you are, it could be a car, it could be on a walk, it could be in the shower. Anybody thankful that every time you lift up his name and worship, anybody thankful that he shows up no matter where you are or how many people are with you? And so tonight's just a little bit special because we're together and we're going to press record together. It'll be pretty fun. But, you know, we never at our church, we never just gather without first opening up the word of God. And so I'm going to open up God's word and just kind of teach on worship for a moment. But I want to acknowledge some really, really dear friends are with us in the house tonight, all the way from Rhode Island. Pastor Jordan and Samantha Boyce are in the house. Can you stand to your feet? Come on, stand up. Make some noise for Awakening Churches in the building tonight. And we love these guys so much. And they just took over uh, their dad's church. And uh, for those of you that don't know Pastor Jordan and Samantha, they ran a youth conference in the northeast of about 6,000 young people. And just unbelievable leaders. Some of you may remember Pastor Jordan preached on the Sunday of Zoe Conference and shut it down and so we love these guys we're so grateful to have you in the house tonight and um we're just pumped pumped for everything that's going on amen so we're going to jump in the word psalm 84 and i just want to give you three god thoughts for tonight three major important things before we worship i want you to know why we worship psalm 84 let's clap as the band takes a little bit of a break before we record tonight come on clap for these guys gamby and the jets gamby dang gamby you got the new drum set for tonight wow you steal it shoot that sucker on layaway don't don't kid okay he borrowed it from somebody. I know Zoe didn't buy that. Okay. Psalm 84. We borrowed that from another church with money. Okay. Psalm 84 verse 1. God of heaven's armies, you find so much beauty in your people. They're like lovely sanctuaries of your presence. And deep within me are these love sick longings. Anybody by show of hands you've ever been heartbroken? Don't you lie to me in church. Raise your hand. Some of the girls are like, last week, Valentine's. It was on my prayer card. 
Deep within me are these lovesick longings and desires and daydreams of living in union with you, God. When I'm near you, my heart and my soul will sing and worship with joyful songs of you, my true source and spring of life. I love that. Psalm 84 from the Passion Translation puts it in our vocabulary. God, I'm longing to be in relationship with you. Skips down to verse number 10. For just one day of intimacy with you is like a thousand days of joy rolled into one. So you can have a season of joy and a season of thanksgiving, but when you spend one moment with God, it will do more for you than some vacation, some promotion. Come on, Valentine's, if it was good. Somebody thank God right now. Just one day with Jesus. For just one day of intimacy with you is like a thousand days of joy rolled into one. I'd rather stand at the threshold in front of the gate of beautiful ready to go in and worship my God than to live my life without you in the most beautiful, beautiful place of the wicked. I love this. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise, wrapping himself around me like a shield. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and his glory, and those who walk along his path with integrity will never lack one thing that they need, for he has provided it all. Anybody believe that about our God? Just clap and thank God. He'll provide you with everything that you need. Verse 12, O Lord of heaven's armies. I love this word here. What euphoria fills those who forever trust in you. Tonight will be an experience like no other. No concert you go to will offer you what tonight has because tonight... It's not about a band. Tonight is about a God. And when you encounter the presence of our living God, it's like a thousand days of joy rolled into one. It will do more for you than any vacation. It will do more for you than you could ever imagine. It's called the presence of the Lord. Before we praise tonight, I want to teach you, write down tonight's title. It's the purpose to my praise. There's a reason why we praise God, and there's a reason why you love worship. In fact, I will say to you that my favorite part of church, I'm the preacher now, my favorite part of church is worship, anybody else? I love worship, and I love to praise God, and it's not that I love worship and praise, it's that I love the presence of God even more. And worship is just the vehicle that gets me into the presence of God. My praise is just the medium that gets me into the courts of my God. And tonight we're going to understand why we worship before we worship. Is that all right with you? Come on, bow your heads. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you tonight that you are so good. You are so kind and you are so loving and so generous. And we are astonished. We are amazed that you would allow wicked sinners like us into your presence. Lord, we feel unholy and unworthy, but we are declaring the blood of Jesus that allows us to draw near to you. God, thank you that as we lift up your name, you said wherever two or more are gathered, you are here in the midst of us. So tonight we thank you in advance for showing up in a powerful way. Set the captives free as we worship you tonight in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for the that the glory is on that team in Jesus' name. And everybody said together.
Come on, you better clap like God already did it. Come on, clap a little louder. We need some, we need some Jesus. I'm going to give you three things to write down. Write down number one tonight. The reason why I worship number one is because he's good. Why do I close my eyes and why do I lift my hands and why do I make weird faces during worship? You ever be in the midst of worship and look around and be like, dang, we got some ugly folks in our church. Because everybody's like, it's like, what are you, are you pass a gas? What in the world are you doing? The reason why we lift our hands and sing loud and we give an intense expression is because God is so good. Think about you would never praise someone that was bad. You never reward someone that is awful, someone that is negative, someone that is pessimistic. We don't worship anyone that's been bad and unfaithful. We only exalt someone that is good and is faithful. Come on, has God been good to anybody here tonight? Has God showed up in unbelievable ways? You ought to just clap and thank the Lord because of his goodness. His goodness causes me to sing. I do not worship God because of his wrath. I don't worship God because he's mad. I don't worship God because he shows up every once in a while. I worship God because he is so good. He is good at all times. He is good in all seasons. He is good in all situations. In fact, when I am bad, he is still good. When I am faithless, he is faithful. We serve a God that shows up. He is faithful to a thousand generations. The reason why my hands are in the air, the reason why my voice is as loud as it can go, is because God is He's good. And when you understand the goodness of God, it will change your life. It will literally cause you to do a 180 in your world. Romans 2.4 says it's his kindness, or we can just say goodness, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Why do you change your behavior? Why do you change your lifestyle? Why would you start to serve God? Why would you ever give your tithes or your offerings? It will not be because you have to do it. It will be because you want to do it. It will only be in response to the goodness, the gentleness, the graciousness of our God. It's his kindness that leads us to my hands raised. It's his kindness that leads me to sing my song. It's his kindness that leads me to the church building. Come on, just clap and thank the Lord. If you're grateful tonight, I'm worshiping God because he's good. Give him a praise right now like God has been good to you. When I, when I think about the goodness of God, when I think about the faithfulness of God, when I survey in just in my own world, just this last month, you know, Julie and I were together in faith, believing for a major miracle and a major breakthrough and a major deal. And I kept feeling the pressure and the anxiety, probably the most I've ever felt in my whole life. And I kept having a sense and, an, and a, just a, a feeling God's going to show up. God's going to come through. And the, 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 everything stacked against us and the situation got a little bit worse. And I would just say to myself, God's going to show up. God's going to be good. And I don't know why, but I just, I've, he's never forsaken me. And God didn't lead me this far to lead me right here. And so I just kept thinking, God's going to show up. God's going to do it. And I just, I kept having faith. Some, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit short of breath, but I know God is going to be good. And, and I'm preaching to anybody right now. And, and, and just today, just today, I text my wife 
Praise the Lord. God showed up like I knew that he would. Come on, clap if God's been good to you. Clap like he's, like he's been better than you imagine and greater than you deserve. Has God been faithful even when you were against God and away from God and rebelling against God and acting a fool? He just kept loving you and showering you and blessing you and helping you and leading you and speaking. To you. you ought to praise him like he's already been good to your life. Sometimes, sometimes you have to worship before he's good. And, and, and what I mean by that is you worship because you know he has already been good and he's going to be good again. By, by the way, when you woke up today, you woke up to fresh new goodness. That God, while you were sleeping, God is like a baker. God, God, God cooks. He works the midnight hour. And, and every morning you wake up, he just brings fresh mercy. Here's, here, here's, here's, a fresh, here's a fresh dosage. Here's a fresh supply. That's why we depend upon his goodness. So I'll tell you why my face looks like this and why my hands are up and why I'm singing off key. It's, all, it's not because I've been good. It's because he's been good. When you understand who God is determines what you do. His character and his nature determine the, the lifestyle that you'll live in. So I want to live a lifestyle of worship and a lifestyle of praise because of his faithfulness and his character. Somebody say amen. So number one, I'm here tonight to declare the reason why Zoe worships like we do and we get a little nasty, funky, holy hopping. Don't make me praise break. And the reason why is that we look like white people who are offbeat. You ever see a white guy worship? It's like, brother, it's not, it's not how it goes. It's just because he's good. It's because he's been so good. He's been so faithful. It's his kindness. Therefore, in view of God's mercy, in view of the fresh mercy he made, therefore, in view of the mercy of God, offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your spiritual act of worship. If you can just for a moment get your eyes off yourself and your eyes off your circumstance and get your eyes on God, it will change your worship. Because it's hard to worship when you're just all up in your feelings. But it's easy to worship when you're all up in the cross. It's like, wow, God, you're so good. You're so faithful. You're so amazing, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The second reason why we worship is because he pursued me. He found me. He found, God found you when you were in your worst place. And he came to give you his best life. He, he pursued, and I, and I love this, we are responding to the pursuit of heaven in our life. God has been chasing you down. And he has not been chasing you down, waving his finger, telling you how awful and bad and disgusting you are. He is chasing you down to tell you, I am in love with you. I am obsessed with you. I have a plan for you. Come, come, come. Follow me. 
God chased you down and found you in your worst condition so that he can, that's why we call God our redeemer because he re redeems us from the pit. He redeems us from destruction. He redeems us from the air of our way and he hunts us down. We serve the type of God that will leave 99 church folk and go find us when we are lost. God is not looking for perfect people. God is looking for lost people. And when I was lost, God found me. When I didn't have a clue, God chased me down. Is there anybody here tonight that when you were against God and all up in your rebellion, God pursued you and found you and loved you and put you back together? Give him a praise like he pursued you. God, I know we talk about sheep and shepherds, but I think God is gangster. Because you can take a little gangster and be like, y'all church folk good. I got to go find some people that are in some darkness. I got to find some people that are steeped in depression. I need some people that are all up in drugs and all up in addiction and all up in perversion. I'm going to come and I'm going to grab them from the clutches of Satan. I'm going to grab them from the clutches of evil. And I'm going to bring them from darkness into light. And it will not be that they found me. It will be that I found them and I pursue people. You need to get a revelation tonight that God is so good that when you try and run, you can run, but you can't hide. Because you can flee from the presence of God. You can run. You can get mad at God. You can get mad at church, but you will not last that long, and you will not go that far because my God is relentless in his pursuit. I'll never forget when Julia started pursuing me. Like, no one believed that. Nobody. I told Julia on our first non-date date, I'm going to marry you. And she was like, huh? You know those dudes that dropped the L-bomb too quick? First time I told Julia I loved her, she said, thank you. I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. But I remember when I first started dating Julia, she fragile. She fragile. Fresh off a bad relationship. You know, when them, like I called her ex-boyfriend Jeepers Creepers. He was a creepy guy. But he knew as soon as I rolled up in town, you over, homie. You over. You don't got these legs. What? You what? Say what? Shoot. He didn't stand a chance. This girl's been dreaming about a white guy that wants to be black. She's been dreaming about him. So I put the, I per, I put the pursuit on. And when, when I first dated Julia, when we say goodbye at night, I didn't even get a peck. I didn't even get a hug. I give her a hug, and she, this, this is very disrespectful. She would, she would pat me on the back like four times. I just walked back to my car like, dang. $400 for four taps. Wow. We went to the steakhouse and we went to the movies and all I got was, I didn't even get a hug. I just, I just I'm pursuing you. I, I, I wonder if you realize God has been pursuing you. 
he has, he has sought you out. God knows everything about you and he still loves you. I know you really don't like yourself. I know you're really disappointed in you. I know you really don't feel like you're lovable. But he's obsessed with you. And he, he's pursuing, huh? And some of us tonight, everybody's worshiping, and you kind of like, okay, God. Sure. But you know, once Julia said, I love you back. Once I got that real hug. <laughs> you know, because eventually God will just overwhelm you with his goodness. He'll just soften you all the way down. And you say, I can't fight it no more. I can't resist it no more. Your love overwhelmed. You've been so good. God, thank you for pursuing me. I worship God because he's good. And I worship God because I didn't choose him. He chose me. He chose me and he loved me and he sought me out and he found me and he was not afraid to go to the dark places of my heart to say, I'm going to bring some light and some life into your soul. Clap right now and thank God that he pursued you. You didn't find God. God found you. Give him a praise right now if you're thankful for the pursuit of heaven. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. It's not those that are that are healthy, that need a good physician. It's the sick. And in your sickness, God came to cure it. So I worship him because he's good. I worship God because he pursued me. And right down number three, I worship God because the victory is mine. Worship team, you can come join me. The victory is mine in Jesus' name. And some of us ought to start praising God like you already have the breakthrough. The miracle already showed up and the victory is yours. I find so many Christians are waiting to praise God with a crazy praise and they're waiting for the check and they're waiting for the person and they're waiting for the job and if it comes through, then I'm going to go crazy. Some of us need to start realizing the victory has already been won. The victory is yours in Jesus' name and you start praising God before you see it, before you have it, before you can hold it and you already say in Jesus' name, I'm going to praise God in advance. I love, I love when God taught us to pray. He said, when you, when you pray, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy, God is teaching us a blueprint on how to pray. He said, before you ever ask me for anything, praise me for everything. Before you come into my courts and start telling me everything you need, why don't you just first declare, God, you are good, you are faithful, you are loving, you are kind, you show up, you are awesome, you are mighty. There's no God like my God. Victory is yours in Jesus' name. Victory is yours in Jesus' name. And you, you ought to start worshiping and living from a... We don't live for victory. We live from victory. The victory has already been yours because the battle has been won. Death has been defeated. The grave can't hold us down. Jesus, come on, you're more than a conqueror. You're the head and not the tail. You're a chosen generation. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. Come on, somebody thank him right now. I know who I am because I know whose I am. You already have the victory. You already have the victory. The victory is yours. 
the victory is yours. Stop living a defeated mindset. Stop living a defeated life. The Bible says we overcome him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So when I'm here tonight and I'm worshiping, I'm overcoming the enemy, the enemy that wants to steal and to kill and destroy, the enemy that has literally thrown the kitchen sink at some of you, the enemy that's trying to entice you and lure you into depression and sin. No, I overcome that serpent. I overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, and the word of my testimony. And the word of my testimony tonight is I am victorious. Victory. I am chosen. I am loved. I am called. I'm anointed. If God is for me, who can be against me? Victory is yours. Victory is yours. You ought to start praising God like the victory is yours. Victory is mine. I am victorious in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. I am, I've got the victory. Like I was in Dallas this morning. Could you imagine? Being a cowboy fan. <laughs> My God. Like, they don't even believe in themselves. You can't be a cowboy fan and be like, this is our year. Who are you lying to? You try to get a victory. Come on, man. It's the worst place to be in life trying to get a win, trying to get a victory, but you can't. The difference for us as Christians, as believers, is that the battle has been won. The victory is already ours and secured. It's through the cross of Jesus, so I stand victorious. It doesn't matter what my bank account looks like. It doesn't matter what the doctor's report looks like. It doesn't matter what my situation looks like. I'm victorious because I'm going to a greater place. I'm not a citizen of this earth. I'm going to heaven. Somebody thank God right now for the victory and the worship is ours in this place tonight. I love it. I love it because what would happen if you had the mindset of a champion? The mindset of a winner. Instead of worshiping tonight, I need you, God. I ain't struggling. What about worshiping like this? I thank you, God. These chains are broken in Jesus' name. I'm not bound to this thing. I thank you, God, right now. I've got the mind of Christ. I thank you right now. I've got the breastplate of righteousness. I thank you, Lord, for the shield of faith right now. I thank you, Lord, you gave me the sword of the Spirit. Come on. Victory is yours in Jesus' name. Somebody worship God because he's good. Somebody worship God because he pursued you. Somebody worship God because the victory is yours. Come on, clap and thank our God who is in heaven. Come on, praise the Lord right now.